Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys, right down Bosco's Boys Lane. Santa Claus, Scott, and all the boneheads on Willie's crazy train. Chauncey's chewing on the mistletoe, oh, what a beautiful noise. Grab a brew and talk KSU, cause here comes Bosco's Boys. Here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys. Here comes Bosco's Boom, the boys are back, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, and happy eighth day of Christmas. Um, Remember, it's bad luck to take down your Christmas decorations until after the 12th day of Christmas, but Happy New Year. Uh, Doing a little bit of time traveling, as I think I probably assume I've said in almost every single one of these uh, top 10 and top 5 episodes um, I pre-recorded a lot of them. Um, hopefully, uh, nothing too crazy happens. Um, uh, but if there is, you may not ever listen to this. But this is supposed to probably come out on um, January first, twenty twenty-four. Hopefully, a big K-State bowl victory, and then uh, tomorrow we'll have the final non-conference game of the men's basketball season. Um, hopefully, a big win over Cincinnati for women's basketball. I believe. Uh, their first conference game would have been um, the 30th, December 30th versus Cincinnati. So hopefully that was fun. Um, you know, and, and this is the final kind of day off for anyone who has that extended uh, vacation time frame. Uh, I know it's my final day off before I get back to the secret day job um, for what always is, is a very busy uh, January into February as well. Um, okay, so first off, regardless, um, if this is being recorded, uh, it will be released at some point. Um, so even if something crazy happens, um, you know, over the Christmas time frame, uh, Bosco's Boys will have made it into another year. This started in 2018. So we've had shows in 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023, and now our sixth year 2024 we'll have uh, another anniversary show coming up this spring but my goodness time flies again you go back and listen to um those first episodes where we were just testing things out on this weird app back in 2018 um 
I mean, time flies. Time flies. I, uh, I've had a blast. I'm pumped to be doing this in yet another year. Um, it is our sixth year. We're coming up on our sixth, uh, anniversary here at Bosco's boys. And, uh, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I'm, I'm happy to have this going for another year. Um, I think we're going to get a couple more episodes this week. I think in January, I think the plan is to be around two to three episodes a week. Um, if crazy stuff's happening, if we need to go five a week, we can. Um, but with the uh, this being the busiest month of the secret day job, and um, you know football wrapping up, um, I think two to three episodes a week uh, is where where it will be. Um, today's episode, we will have uh, the top ten storylines. What I think the ten biggest storylines from the past uh, calendar year. Again, if anything happens in the final 10 days of, uh, of uh, you know, 2023, I'm sorry. Um, and then five storylines to watch that I'll be keeping an eye out on um, for 2024. Um, this is the final of the top 10 countdowns of 2023. Let me know your guys' thoughts if you like them. Uh, maybe we'll bring it back next year. Maybe we'll do more of these next year. If you don't, tell me. Uh, I still might do it because it's easy episodes around this time of the year um, to keep things going. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to get into it. Um, we'll have, uh, there's, I think I have four honorable mentions. Um, we'll be talking about sponsors um, throughout this episode as well. Uh, but I'm just going to get into it. The, the number 10 storyline, and it's a very recent one. It's Colin Klein uh, leaving for Texas A&M. Um, I won't. I'll never forget it. I mean, it was happening. I started seeing some stuff as I was driving into Bramlage Coliseum. Um, the story was unfolding as I was had the opportunity to sit courtside for the Villanova game that went to overtime. It really was a wild, just like four hours. Um, by the time I got back to Shawnee, um, I didn't sleep much. I uh, kept reading Twitter, kept reading message boards, trying to, you know, uh, get some finality to it. I think I probably finally dozed off around 2 a.m., woke up the next morning pretty shortly after. It, it was all but confirmed. Um, it sucks. It's not fun. It, it sounds like it. And by the time you guys listen to this, maybe we'll have official news. Um, but it sure seems like Connor Riley will be the next guy. Um, but I mean, it was, it, it was a massive, it was a massive story piece. Look, Colin Klein, homegrown hero. Um, one of the greatest football players of all time, um, rose to be having just, uh, honestly a pretty nuts, like pretty great, uh, years, the offensive coordinator this year. And then, um, leaving for Texas A&M, it hurts. It still hurts. It still sucks. Um, a lot of folks have said a uh, too tough on Colin Klein, which I mean probably was, um, but I'm frustrated with it. I'll get over it eventually, um, but still, I don't. You know, come the hype videos in August, um, I don't want to see his highlights for a while, and I think that's okay. Um, but that's the number ten um, storyline of the year. Number nine, it was the baseball team being left out of the NCAA tournament, and the reason why this was the um, Number nine storyline because, um, spoiler alert, one of the um, honorable mentions is the volleyball team being left out of the NCAA tournament. But part of the reason why this one uh, makes it into the top ten, um, Gene Taylor, um, Pete Hughes, they were um, very vocal. 
They were taking some big-time shots at the NCAA uh, selection committee. Um, they were making a lot of noise about it. There was, I think, an official statement released. So I, it, it really was a, a big talking point, and it was um, really something they were hammering home. They were going after uh, the committee. They were going after the selection criteria. They really made a pretty big stink and a pretty big scene about it. I'm not saying they're wrong. Um, quite frankly, I thought they were going to be in. Um, turned out not to be true. Now there's there's uh, a lot of hype. There's a lot of uh, excitement surrounding the Batcats. Um, I believe if everything went correctly, you guys would have heard um, you know my five predictions to go along with the uh, top ten what ifs of 2023. But I, I I'm predicting that the baseball team does get to the NCAA tournament this spring summer. Um, how far they'll go, I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to make any too bold predictions. I mean, gun to my head, I'd say they probably bow out in the region regionals. Uh, but I think they're going to get to the NCAA tournament this year. And uh, I'll tell you this: if they're on the bubble, um, I I think that they will get put in because again, this is the second time um, in, in the last four years or so, or last three years, um, that K State was right on the razor's edge and didn't get it. Um, in, in case state made a stink about it. So, you know, I, I would imagine the selection committee would feel a little pressure um, just to avoid looking biased or like they're trying to, um, you know, hurt K-State for speaking out against the selection criteria. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Something I, I never have to worry about is the quality of the best beer in the state of Kansas, and that's at Manhattan Brewing Company. Look, I know some folks like to do dry January. January. I'm not telling you not to do that. What I am saying is go to Manhattan Brewing Company anyways. They have non-alcoholic beverages uh, for you and the kids, and the vibes are always immaculate. For the rest of us who don't really care about that and they want to drink delicious beer no matter what the month is, get into Manhattan Brewing Company. They always have great stuff going on, as well as the newly launched Wabash Ale. As of recording, it recently dropped. Um, I imagine starting to get out into liquor stores throughout the state of Kansas. As always, be polite, but talk to your local liquor store. Talk to whoever the craft beer buyer for your local liquor store is. It's available throughout the entire state of Kansas, distributed by Central State. So, of course, they want to sell you beer. You want to drink it. Just talk to them. Be polite. Every time you go in the tap room, it doesn't matter if you're not drinking, if you're drinking non-alcoholic stuff, it doesn't matter if you're drinking cocktails, it doesn't matter if you're drinking the best craft beer in the world, the vibes are always immaculate, the best taproom staff, um, quite frankly, in the world. There's a lot of great service people out there, I, and this isn't to take away from those great service people, but what I'm saying is the best service industry folks behind the bar um, the best folks to chat with when you're just having a drink, Manhattan Brewing Company employs them. So get in a Manhattan Brewing Company, make that part of your routine every time you're going in for a K-State women's basketball game or men's basketball game all winter long. Manhattan Brewing Company, they are awesome. All right, uh, it's kind of weird. Um, I mean, for the most part, after this one, it's a lot more fun. Um, but kind of starting on a bummer with the first three, but the number eight one is the Naquan Tomlin uh, saga, the Naquan Tomlin situation. Um, look, I remember um, when I started catching wind of it, um, I stock, not stock, but 
you guys know me. I'm on social media a lot. I look at the Instagram reels, pictures, tweets. I dissect everything that's out put out by um, individual team accounts. And, and I started picking up on it after the Israel trip when they got back and started practicing. Um, that you weren't seeing any Naquan Tomlin in any official tweets from K-State, any pictures, any graphics, any videos. Um, then he wasn't at a pretty high-profile golf uh, NIL fundraiser. Um, and red flags were going up, alar- alarm bells were going off. Um, we find out later that he was suspended from the team. We don't really know why, um, but he was away from the team for a pretty long period of time. It wasn't until September, October, um, I can't actually remember what which month, but you know, it, it was uh, when a high-profile recruit was um, coming to town. He, we were doing, hell, we were doing a live show, and um, some of the boneheads were like, hey, Tyler Perry went live, Naquan Tomlin was there, and we're thinking, all right, you know, he, he's back with the team, all this type of stuff. Um then the arrest happened, and then um, he's suspended again, and then from there everything gets nutty. Um, lack of clarity from K State basketball, lack of clarity from K State athletics, lack of clarity from the university, uh, ultimately resulting in you know stuff bubbling up, um, animosity from the fans rumored animosity from the athletic department and basketball team aimed at Anderson Hall all of that drama we don't need to recount it but that that honestly it should be higher i mean that that you could make an argument that might be the number 2 that might be the number 2 storyline of 2023 i just don't want a negative one that high so i'm sorry about it um but i mean it, and it sucks you know he 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 is now at memphis i wish him the best I'm hoping that it doesn't drag into 2024. I'm sure it will. Um, but it was a major talking point, major storyline in 2023. And it's going to be something that at least is in the shadows, hopefully not overshadowing um, the rest of this basketball season. But that was storyline number eight. Number seven, this is when it gets good. We saw Gene Taylor, Jerome Tang, and Chris Kleiman all receive contract extensions in 2023 we'll start with uh we'll start with chris climb i think that was the first one um on the calendar again coming off of a big 12 title um again i think we all would say regardless of how the bowl game went i hope it was a win i hope uh i hope i was able to record a the final episode of uh 2023 i hope it was talking about a bowl win um but Chris Kleiman getting his extension, uh, really kind of proving, hey, he's going to be here for the long haul. Um, again, there were rumors of Michigan State uh, making a pass on him, him saying thanks, no thanks, um, and making it clear he wanted to be at K-State. And I don't think we have to worry about it. I believe Chris Kleiman is going to end his career at K-State. I think he's going to grab at least one more Big 12 title, maybe two, maybe three, maybe seven. I don't know. Depends on how long he's going to keep coaching. But I think... Chris Kleiman, um, his extension, he's going to be here for the long haul, and that makes me so happy. I'm so pumped for that one. Um, Jerome Tang, or I think Gene Taylor's might have been next. I, I don't remember, but we'll, we'll talk about Jerome Tang. Um, 
again, the Naquan Tomlin stuff has spurred on plenty of rumors. Um, I'm trying to stay away from them. I feel great about Jerome Tang being the head coach, uh, not only for the remainder of this season, of course, hopefully getting us back to the NCAA tournament, but I'm very confident he will be the coach uh, for K-State next season as well. Um, about as confident as you can be in one of these situations. Things can always change, but I'm very confident. And again, he had that extension. He got a big raise. Uh, his buyout went up as well. But the investment for K-State men's basketball um, from the salary and staffing point of view for K-State was made evidently clear. And I do think, again, despite you know some of the rumor mongering, despite some of the alarmist stuff that was going on, I truly do believe Jerome Tang is going to have a long career here at K-State, and he's going to do what no one else has done. Jerome Tang will win a national championship at K-State. And then finally, Gene Taylor gets his extension as well. Um, look, I, I think that um, if Chris Kleiman, say Chris Kleiman wins... Um, a couple more Big 12 titles. Let's say Drum Tang gets K-State to the Final Four, maybe wins a national title. Um, let's say Jason Mansfield wins a volleyball Big 12 title or two. Um, and let's say some sort of renovation, some additional renovations happen with Bramlage. I don't think it needs to be an overhaul or anything, but uh, a little bit more stuff. Um, and, and Gene Taylor sticks around for another four or five years, and all that's accomplished in the next four or five years. I think, or I think Gene Taylor deserves a statue. I think there is a very real chance, depending on how the next four or five years go, um, that, that uh, Gene Taylor will go down as um, the greatest athletics director that K-State has ever seen. Um, and, and getting that extension, um, especially with some Iowa stuff maybe looming, of course, there's always going to be kind of a lure of you know some of those Big Ten schools, um, but I, but I, I don't think we have anything to worry. I think he's going to finish career at K State. He's been named the National Athletic Director of the Year. I think he might win that uh, one more time before he retires at K State. I, I truly think when it's all said and done, he will go down as the greatest AD we've ever had. So those extensions come in at number seven, I believe. Yes, at number seven. Um, before we keep things going, let's give a shout out to Charlie Hustle. Again, I probably, I could, not probably, I know I could do a top 10 list of the top 10 drops Charlie Hustle has had for their officially licensed K State gear in 2023. I'm not going to, uh, honestly, because that might be tougher than putting together some of these lists. Some absolutely amazing stuff, I imagine. Only more elite stuff is going to come out in 2024. Be sure to check them out all the time. Not only K-State stuff, but they have all sorts of other schools. The Crown Town Collection, if you're a baseball fan. Arrowhead Collection for the pro football fan in you. Sporting Club, if you like the footy like myself and all sorts of Kansas City landmarks, iconic Kansas City hearts, check out charliehustle.com. And again, you're going to be listening to this after Christmas. You deserve a little gift for yourself. All right, number six, I have the Sunflower Showdown Football Banter Wars. Um, and it went on all season. And again, the older I get, the more it's like, oh my God, you know, it's it's stupid. Um, but quite frankly, it is, I mean, it's all a bunch of, you know, 15 to 24 year olds and I'm just getting old. By the time you guys are listening to this, I'm 32. Um, so I get it. I, I was a young asshole on Twitter um, myself. But 
there was legitimate, you know, stuff to argue about. You know, there was fun stuff to argue about. Will Howard versus Jalen Daniels. Chris Kleiman versus Lance Leipold. Um, Just who's going to win the game? Um, You know, arguments over stadiums and and how you fund renovations. Um, Again, early on in the season, K-State fans kind of spazzing out because KU starts hot only for K-State to, uh, you know, win the game. Um, The the lead-up to the game. Um, the banter inside the stadium. Again, I'm not someone who is like, oh, it's good for the rivalry and all. No, I, I if I had if I had it my way, and and again, I, I'm my, my younger brother who's a KU season ticket holder. He got his master's degree from KU. My mom, the baby Jayhawk, both of them are on the show in 2023. I hope they're both on the show in 2024. Mom pod and some dream road trip stuff. Um, you know, and I have some friends who I respect, uh, and, and I mean, maybe one more family member, um, that, you know, I want them to be happy with KU football, but honestly, if I had my druthers, they would suck forever. Um, but, but, it, but it became a, a dominant talking point. Again, once you get to the summer and you're itching for college football stuff, the arguments of who should be the big 12 preseason player of the year. Now, Will Howard ended up second team. Uh, he had some ups and downs. Uh, Jalen Daniels is still a glass boy. Um, he's always going to be a glass boy. Um, I imagine he's going to only play in a handful of games next year. Um, but you had those fun arguments. Again, you, you get to have the arguments of Lance Leipold versus Chris Kleiman. You get to have arguments over skill position players, offenses, and defenses. And uh, you have stupid, outrageous bets that you're making in the offseason. Um, I was part of it. And um, quite frankly, I let the kid off. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I, I let the kid off before the game kicked off. And. He probably couldn't afford to pay the uh, thousand bucks that he would have owed me, anyways. But hey, it is what it is. So the, it, it was a lot of fun, and I think that was a dominant storyline amongst uh, K State sports and K State fans this year. Um, you know the value of Kansas kids. I, it, it was a massive thing. You, you can't tweet anything about K State football without having KU burner accounts. I again, it, it, the rivalry has always been there. Um, in basketball, because K-State, you know, has won a handful of times in the last 10 years. Um, well, what, the last 20 years, K-State's won a handful of times. I mean, uh, you know, you got the Wooldridge game. Um, then when Frank got him in Manhattan, but in Bruce got it. Like, look, it, it happens a hell of a lot more in, in basketball than it does football. Um, K-State basketball has won Big 12 titles. And again, so KU's trying to climb the ladder um, trying to say the gap is closing and I just say mind the gap but that has been a massive storyline this year is the banter wars um, the next one uh, football and uh, this is maybe the most fun it, it's Cooper BB's banner season um, every single week or oh, maybe not every single week but most weeks he made a viral play he made a sports center top 10 caliber play and I I, I I'm obsessed with college football. I watch it a ton. Um, and I think folks, I think we're going to start realizing it next year. I think folks don't realize how uncommon it is 
to have an offensive lineman who is making Sports Center top 10 multiple times in a season just for his blocks. Cooper Beebe, I think, probably has an argument to be one of, if not the greatest, K State Wildcats of all time. Not offensive linemen, not linemen in general, not big guys. One of the greatest K State football players of all time. Um, as of recording this, I I mean, I think he's already earned consensus All-American status. By the time you guys are listening to it, he might be a unanimous All-American. He's going to be a Ring of Honor guy. Um, I think he has to wait at least five years to go up there. Um, and quite frankly, I hope Nick Lucky doesn't go up before um, they can go up in the same class. But I think Cooper Beebe deserves to be... Um, the first or tied for the first offensive lineman up there. He wasn't afraid to state his lofty goals, and he um, he said it. Hey, I, I want to be the best to ever do it. I want to be a Ring of Honor guy. And he put it out into the world, and he accomplished it. Um, so Cooper Beebe's banner season is number five. The final one uh, before we get to the honorable mentions is... Marquise Noel just setting the world on fire. Um, seemed like every game I, I'd be... So when when I leave uh, K-State basketball games, I, I pull up the K-State radio app um, and I listen to... Or the K-State sports app and I listen to the radio as I'm walking to my car um, so I don't miss anything um, in the post game. Because again, I am a massive nerd. Um, and I fe- felt like every time I was walking out of Bramlage... Um, as you know, as they're starting post game, Stan and Wyatt would be talking about a new record Marquise Noel set or something that only Marquise Noel has done. The kid was getting assist points, double doubles, which is so rare in college basketball. Um, and he was making it look routine. Um, the volume of scoring, the like, truly. Like highlight level plays that I think we took for granted in the moment because it's like, oh, hey, it's just Marquise Noel doing Marquise Noel things. Now, would he take, you know, a 50 foot three point shot and brick it sometimes? Yeah. Would he have some stupid turnovers? Uh huh. And, and, you know, there were, there were times early on in the season, you're like, what is going on? But by the end of it, by the tam- time we're in the meat of conference play, by the time everything was heating up, Marquise Noel was must-watch TV. He was worth the price of admission. He became America's darling. He wrenched up his ankle, came back in, shot a buzzer-beating shot clock bank three-point shot versus Michigan State. The the viral fake argument alley-oop. I mean, he threw multiple game-winning alley-oops to Keontae Johnson all season long. Uh, Marquise Noel had the type of season we will never see in Manhattan ever again. The duo of Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson is something we'll never see again. And and, and what Marquise was able to do and, and becoming, like I said, him and Keontae, the most famous K-State basketball players since Michael Beasley. Again, I love Jacob Pullen. Jacob Pullen was, was better. Jacob Pullen... Those two are, are not at Jacob Pullen's level. Um, but Jacob Pullen never caught fire in the national zeitgeist quite at the level Marquise Noel did. And Jacob Pullen was one of the hottest names in college basketball his junior and senior year. Um, but he never quite was. Because, uh, again, Marquise Noel was the national sweetheart. Um, 
that that NCAA tournament run. So uh, the 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 Marquise Noel setting the world on fire was storyline number four, and I'll actually go to number three because it works together. Before I get to the honorable mentions, Keontae Johnson's comeback again features on USA Today, uh, ESPN, Fox Sports, uh, new any publication. Sports Illustrated, any publication, any online, uh, you know, deal talking about college basketball. They talked about the Keontae Johnson story again. It looked like he may never play basketball again. When he was transferring, there were only a handful of schools that would that would clear him. Um, I I don't think I I don't think that it is incorrect to say that K State clearing him when others wouldn't played a massive part in him coming to K-State. If he would have had a perfectly fine, clean bill of health, um, he probably would have stayed at Florida, or there would have been other names, and it would have been a lot tougher to win that recruitment. I don't think it is unfair to say K-State's coaches clearing him when others may not have uh, played a massive part in it. I don't think that is unfair, and I feel okay saying that. Um but that doesn't take away how massive of a story his comeback was. Um, Keontae Johnson becoming an All-American, first team All-Big 12. Uh, you can't talk about what Marquise Noel was able to do if it wasn't for Keontae Johnson because so many of those show-stopping passes were the key. So again, that duo of something that, again, we will never see at K-State, two All-Americans on the same team, Um really was second to none and, and and what they were able to do together in Keontae Johnson's comeback not only as a basketball player but dealing with a uh, a heart condition and again he would have been able to have a multi-million dollar insurance uh payout if he never played basketball again and for the love of the game he came back and he he did it in in lavender and white um and Keontae Johnson's always going to be a K-State legend for that. So Keontae Johnson's comeback was the number three storyline of 2023. Uh, we'll get into the honorable mentions. I already I already touched on it, but volleyball getting left out of the NCAA tournament. Again, when you have some of those massive wins um, and being left out, that hurts. Um, again, Gene Taylor didn't come out and make a, a scathing uh, statement. Neither did Jason Mansfield. Um, so it, it wasn't quite at the level of scorched earth. K State went for baseball, um, but but I still thought you know them getting left out. But really, some of their big wins that probably should have been the honorable mention um, stories is all those ranked wins in the opening of the Morgan Family Arena. Absolute cracker box, just insane atmosphere when you watch it on TV. I have to get in there um, next year, but. Um, Honestly, I'll just change it on the fly since it's an honorable mention. Just everything K-State Volleyball is an honorable mention. Really wish they could have got into the NCAA tournament. Um, the next honorable mention, big-time NFL draft for uh, K-State uh, football. You have Felix and Udike Uzama going to the hometown Kansas City Chiefs first-round draft pick. You have Julius Brents going in the second round, second or third round to the hometown Indianapolis Colts. Uh, you have Josh Hayes going to the hometown Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then you have Deuce Vaughn going to his hometown Dallas Cowboys where his dad's a uh, scout. Again, the Deuce Vaughn clip going viral. Again, you have four guys in the draft. That's a big-time draft. Them all going to their hometown teams. That's big time right there. Um, hoping for a, uh, a, a nice draft this upcoming year. 
Again, I think Cooper Beebe, Ben Sennett, maybe KT Love. So so hopefully you're going to get three guys. I don't know if they'll get a fourth, but having four guys drafted, all of them going to the hometown. Um, Felix, hearing his name called by the Chiefs, final first-round draft pick. So honorable mention, K-State having a big NFL draft. Um, the next one, Aoka Lee's comeback again. Most of her story is going to be in 2024, but she's taken it, taken the world by storm, hasn't missed a beat, just double doubles. She has been elite for Jeff Mitty and the K State women's basketball team. Um, so Aoka Lee's comeback is the next honorable mention. The final honorable mention K State fo- football's close calls and uh, coming up short to expectations. Look, I think everyone said they need to get back to Arlington. Um, they were a half game short of their Vegas over under win total. Um, in all those games, uh, seven points Iowa State, three points Texas, three points uh, uh, Missouri, eight points Oklahoma State. I mean, what, 21 points, um, four losses. Absolutely disgusting. Make me sick to my stomach. Um, but I think that's honorable mention, and it feeds into story number two, the ups and downs of Will Howard. Um, I mean, it, it, I talked about it in the What If uh, episode, but just a disgusting, horrible game. One of the worst games of his career versus Oklahoma State. Um, banged up in the Mizzou game. Had a massive game versus TCU, running the ball. Um, had a, a massive comeback versus Texas after being shit in the first half. Um, the turnovers, but he has all the touchdowns. Uh, some blowout wins, but then those close losses. Being benched versus uh, Texas Tech, and then sharing the snaps um, versus Houston. Like it, it just—I I might have had some of those games mixed up. I'm sorry, I'm getting worked up. Um, but but it truly was like this up and down, and then he still finishes second team All Big Twelve. You know, um, and then he transfers away. Uh, Seems like it's probably USC. I don't think anything's been official yet. By the time you guys are listening, maybe it will be official. Um, just a, a roller coaster of a final season to kind of match up the roller coaster of the career of Will Howard. Um, so the ups and downs of Will Howard is number two. And then the number one storyline of, of 2023, the number one story of 2023 was K State men's basketball run to the Elite Eight. I talked to, that was the biggest what if. What if they could grab rebounds versus Florida Atlantic? Um, but we're going to focus on the positive. Again, becoming America's darlings. Um, the massive, just, I mean, beating Kentucky with Oscar Sheboy going off. Um, at least I think that's his name. I don't know. That big dude from Kentucky and kind of the aftermath with Coach Cal. Calling Marquise Noel that little guy. And the Kentucky media asking Jerome Tang, you know, what about all those guys? And, you know, and the we got dudes, the little baby clap, um, Barstool, just tweeting about K-State constantly. Um, you know, the me, I mean, it became a meme. It became a viral TikTok and Instagram thing that, you know, the dancing and clapping the little baby. And, you know, I don't like the song, I, but it doesn't matter. It's not for me. Um, the overtime game versus Michigan State, one of the games of the tournament. Um, the passes, the dunks, the shot, like everything about that team in the tournament was massive. But even going back to Big 12 play, those massive wins versus Texas and Baylor, the overtime win versus KU, um, going to the wire with Oklahoma State and West Virginia. 
Uh, again, everything about last year's basketball team, and again, the stuff that happened specifically in 2023, it was amazing. It truly was amazing. Um, it, it, it was one of those seasons that up until this point kind of were a once-in-a-lifetime. Um, I said it earlier in this episode, and I stand by it. I think Jerome Tang is going to win a national title at K-State. I think he's going to win Big 12 titles at K-State. I think he's going to win a Big 12 tournament at K-State. I think he's going to hang banners. I think he's going to cut down nets. Um, and, and I think he's going to break this disgusting streak of coaches only making one run to the second weekend. You know, Long Kruger did it once. Frank did it once. Bruce did it once. You have to go back to Jack Hartman to have a coach that gets you to the NCAA tournament the second weekend multiple times. I mean, I think Jerome Tang's going to do that and more. Um, but this 2023 season, um, especially that Elite Eight run, was the number one story. Going to wrap up with the five storylines I'm going to be watching in 2024. Uh, one, one, uh, I guess the first time this is 2024 as you guys are looking at. So the, the stories for this year, shout outs to Charlie hustle, go to charliehustle.com, uh, vintage made fresh, get you some new K state gear in 2024 and, uh, go to Manhattan brewing company, drink their beer. It's the best in the state or just hang out in the tap room. It's just immaculate vibes. I love the tap room. Um, all right. So the five storylines to watch for 2024, Again, does Jerome Tang remain at K-State? Again, I know there's so much rumor, so much stuff going on. No. I don't think you have to worry about it. I think Jerome Tang is going to be at K-State for a long time. Um, I'm not worried about it one bit, but I do think that that is going to be a storyline um, through March, through the spring, because of the stuff that went down with Naquan and um, President Linton. But I, I think Jerome Tang is going to be at K-State for a long time. But that will be the... Really, the first storyline, actually, the, the next one will chronologically be the next, but um, I think that's going to be a big storyline. Um, the next one, can K-State women's basketball bring home some hardware as Big 12 champions? Um, I can't wait for conference play to start. Again, they should. As of recording this, they still have a handful of non-con games. I think they're going to be able to handle it. I think they're going to be in the Big 12 race. I'd love to see them win uh, a trophy. I'd like to see them cut down some nets. I would like to buy, you know, a Big Twelve Women's Basketball Championship T-shirt from Charlie Hustle. I think they can. I think uh, it's going to come down between K State, Baylor, and Texas. So how they handle those games um, are going to be massive. But that's going to be a big time story this winter and spring. Um, going into the fall, what does K State's uh, offense look like post Colin Klein? Um, again, seems like it's going to be. Uh, Connor Riley is the OC. Um, a lot of stuff can happen between the times I'm recording this and you guys are listening. Um, that seems like it's going to be the case. Um, so can they keep it going? Hand in hand on that. What does Avery Johnson look like in his first full season at QB1? Again, I'm so pumped for the bowl game. Um, you guys will be listening to this. It would have already happened. I'm hoping it was a massive performance by Avery Johnson. Um, but that's going to be a massive one. And then for men's basketball, uh, you know, big storylines. How are they going to look in conference play uh, and postseason? Again, I'm predicting them to make the NCAA tournament, but I think it's going to be a bubble type of year. I think we're going to be a little bit nervous on Selection Sunday. I think ultimately they get in, but how they look in conference play, um, it sounds like Quez Glover. Again, I'm recording this before the Wichita State game. I'm assuming we beat them. I'm still just pissed off about the Nebraska game. It sounds like Quez Glover should come back soon. How much will that help? I don't know. 
Um, hopefully we kick Wichita State's ass and we feel good about it. Um, but yeah, uh, I think we're going to be a bubble team. I think um, right side of the bubble, I think we're probably like a 10-11 seed. I'm all over the place. Um, hell, when I record, I don't know. I'm all over the place. I hope they make the turn. I really want them to make the tournament. Even if they are a uh, uh, lower seed or higher seed, however you want to talk about it, hopefully they get an upset in round one um, and, and let the chips fall where they may. Um, that's going to be, honestly, I think one of the biggest storylines to watch. Again, those aren't really ranked. Um, I mean, the, the Jerome Tang, Dizzy State, K-State, that's probably the biggest one. And then the Avery Johnson offense one are probably next. Um, but yeah, th- those are the five storylines. Um, does Jerome Tang remain at K-State? Can K-State women's basketball uh, bring home some hardware as Big 12 champs? How's the offense look post-Colin Klein with football? How does Avery Johnson look uh, in his first full season as QB1? And how will K-State men's basketball look in conference play and postseason? The top 10 storylines from 2023. Colin Klein leaving for Texas A&M. Baseball getting left out of the NCAA tournament. Naquan Tomlin and all that drama. Uh, extensions for Jerome Tang. Gene Taylor and Chris Kleiman. The Sunflower Showdown Football Banter Wars. Cooper Beebe's banner season. Marquise Noel setting the world on fire. Keontae Johnson's comeback. The ups and downs of Will Howard. And K-State Men's Basketball makes the Elite Eight in that crazy run. Um, Those were the storylines of 2023. Storylines for 2024, at least ones I think are going to be a big deal. This is the first show of 2024. As long as I don't delete it and something crazy happens. I hope everyone had a great holiday season. Hope everyone has the best 2024. Hey, this is uh, the sixth calendar year we've done this. What a wild freaking ride. Uh, That's right, no F word in 2024 since you guys are listening to this. I'm not going to say it. Um, That's all we have. For the Boneheads, I hope you had a great holiday season. Let's have a great 2024. For Chauncey Bosco, the best dog in the world, I love you guys. My name is Scott McFarlane. Can't wait to do this uh, through through the spring. We'll, we'll figure out what the offseason and next football season look like when it gets here. But we're going to have a great winter, uh, great spring. Um, I just know it. So happy new year. We love you guys, and go Cats. K-State Wildcats for alma mater fights. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be. A fighting, ever fighting for a Wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. K-State Wildcats for alma mater fight, fight, fight. Da 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 da
Network.